my name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangwa while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. It begins. How are you? We are here Friday, the 26th of March, 2021. And you and I are together for the next 36 hours. Now, before we begin, I just want to take a minute out and say thank you very, very much to each and every one of you who who has donated so far. Uh, It has been absolutely incredible, the amount of support that we have had. And as you know, uh, we are doing this 36 radio marathon in support of our charity partner cry cardiac risk in the young preventing young sudden cardiac deaths through awareness screening and research and supporting affected families now we are going to have some of those affected families speaking to us throughout the course of the next uh, 36 hours we're also going to have some cardiologists researchers uh, as well um, they're going to be talking about their incredible research that they have been doing and ongoing uh, with the heart and um of course, a huge lineup of celebrity guests joining us on the show. It is 11.30 on Sunrise Radio in the middle of the 36-hour marathon and we are crossing over to Shilpa Rao. Shilpa, can you hear me? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. Good to have you, Shilpa. We are, well, I'm doing a 36-hour radio show and I'm very, very happy to have you part of it. Uh, tell me about your day. How's it going? Uh, well, it's, it's been a quiet uh, day today. Uh, I mean, I'm home and uh, my entire family's home and my brother's making burgers for dinner. Oh, lovely. That sounds so, very, yeah, very nice. That. <laughs> that sounds nice. Shilpa, <laughs> tell us, how's the pandemic been for you? I mean, I know I spoke to you uh, last year. That was the last time we had we had a quick chat. Um, and this was when uh, the pandemic was announced. And, you know, we all mm-hmm. just didn't know what to do. So all of us, we all went to Insta Lives, uh, which was actually right. really, really nice. So how has it been right. for you? Well, obviously, uh, I, I, th- I think right now again we're, we're speaking, and, and as we speak, uh, the the numbers in in India have risen. Un- I mean, it's, it's crazy here. Uh, mm. Maharashtra is is actually in a very very bad shape, mm. and uh, the only thing that I would I would say is that there are a lot of us who are fortunate who can stay home mm. and do not have to go out. We also live in a very fortunate society where things are very online. You can get stuff home uh, 
your banking can be done from home you you can shop for food from home uh, i think we should take advantage of such things uh, because there are many people who are not that fortunate who have to step out for yeah. work yeah yeah so let's help each other in society the people who can stay home please do not get out for leisure purposes right now it's not the time we are back again in a spot where hmm. uh, we need to we need to uh, help each other out and uh, you know that that's what life is you need to look out for each other and when 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 the when the days are nice yes we will all get out on the streets and party together i'm sure we're looking forward to that we're hoping for that day but till that day at least let's be responsible for each other oh yeah. that's something i think we should do that Yeah no I think that's some really wise words uh from you Shilpa I think that's great thank you for putting out that message um again even uh in the UK we're also uh in lockdown as well you know some schools have just re- only recently opened and you know hopefully fingers mm-hmm. crossed things are starting to ease up a little bit here uh but we still have a long long way to go for that but I'm sending sending lots of love to all oh. of you guys there and I wish you the best of health and a lot of mental peace i think these Aww. are the most Uh, yeah. uh, you know the 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 highest commodities right now. I I, I think there there's no substitute for, for absolutely no. Yeah. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more, uh, Shilpa. Let's talk about your music. I mean, how's uh, mm-hmm. how are the music side of things going for you? Music, uh, thankfully, has not stopped. Hmm. Um, we have been uh, working from home, uh, recording from home, uh, collaborating from home, uh, even recording from home, and mixing and and mastering from home so we are we we've been doing all of that uh so i i, I guess uh, music is it's it's a very malleable kind of a of a for medium because it 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 can be seen it can be heard it can be digitized mm. i i think uh it, it's one of those very very you know it can change form so i think Uh, thanks to that that music has kept us alive not just be all all the people across the world and uh, it connects us as as people yeah it really does uh, what's one thing that you've learned about yourself shilpa in this time that we've been going through that i'm good company oh, i can be with myself that's <laughs> amazing and you know what that's so important being in your own company yeah. is very very important and i think one should learn to enjoy uh their their yeah, own company I, i guess i i guess it's it's um, i mean we talk to everyone we don't talk to ourselves i think it's it's it's, it's a great human being to talk to you know you should talk to yourself yeah uh, why not it, it, it's a beautiful thing if you just just get a cup of coffee or, or or chai or something and and stare out and and have a conversation with with, with the universe with yourself i think uh you you're quite normal to do that actually yes i don't think it's a weird thing to do i think it's a very normal thing to do and uh i feel like like i said people who are fortunate please 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 stay home please take care of your family please help those people who are not that fortunate so that, that that's what i'm trying to say and, and tell me shilpa how is uh, ipml uh, going on how's the whole experience of that show for you it's actually very very uh, awesome because um performing my songs my, my own songs in, in different avatars and and we're changing things and and we're uh adapting it to the stage adapt, adapting it visually so i'm having a great time doing that um and it's it, it was such a long time that 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 all the musicians had met and and it's so nice to see all of them and to see them perform and and we learn so many new things 
looking at each other so it's a beautiful concept people are showering so much love every little performance that i'm putting up i get so much love from from my fans and uh, yeah we we do it for the fans that's all matters at least to me like everything i sing everything i i uh, put out all all the music that i do is just for the fans it's for them yeah yeah and and you did put a video out of um your uh, malung unplugged performance my god one of my yeah. favorite shilpa it really oh. is it really really Thank is you. honestly i just like it's such a gem that song and uh, i've just played some of your songs on air i mean aaj jaane ki zid na karo subhanallah uh, gungru being i think this station's favorite <laughs> song and i think everyone's uh, favorite song so before i let you go shilpa i'm going to pass uh-huh. it over to you and let you sing a few lines of whatever song that you want to sing for us today i'll sing something like you know some something that that you can have fun with go okay. for it go, go for it क्या करने हैं उम्रों के वादे ये जो रहते हैं रहने दे आधे दोबारे नहीं एक बार सही एक रात की कर ले तू यारी सुबह तक मांग के मेरी बात तू ऐसे जोर से नाची आज के घुंगरू टूट गए छोड़ के सारे शर्म और लाज मैसे जोर से नाची आज के घुंगरू टूट गए के घुंगरू टूट गए Oh, Shilpa, we love it. Thank you so much. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for uh, all the music that you bring out, and I can't wait to hear more from you really, really soon. Thank you so much, and lots of love, lots of warmth, good health, mental peace, love to everyone. I I hope uh, we can we can see each other in person soon, and and this crisis can be. one again so i hope so. right back at yashilpa take care have a good one thank you bye thank you. bye bye my very special guest for this hour is none other than we see him every weekend on our tv screens it is one of the lovely indian idol judges vishal dadlani let's jump straight into it how's how's the season of indian idol coming along it's been a lot of fun i'm sure you can see it I yes. mean, you know it's, it's incredible talent and we're having a blast on air so vishal how has it been different from like the last few last seasons i mean it just keeps getting bigger and bigger every time we watch it you know it's incredible i so i have to be absolutely honest i uh, initially thought um, you know these uh, contestants uh, you know i thought they may be um, like professionals that have been hired to be contestants because mm. they're that good when yeah. they showed up for auditions but it turns out you know they were just all free because uh, of the lockdown and was, and because the concert circuit is uh, is not functional mm. so we've had some really truly incredible singers auditioning and you know and you know being humble enough to become contestants on the show so it's been an incredibly lucky season for all of us absolutely vishal you just mentioned lockdown pandemic the concert circuit is is literally like not there at the moment as an artist mm-hmm. how has this entire time been for you well, it's two ways to look at it right i mean uh, you know the downside is that everything shut 
Mm. And uh, you know, obviously, the economics of the music business has taken a massive beating. Mm. Um, the other way to look at it is, it's a time to refresh, rejuvenate, reflect, and kind of you know uh, find yourself again as an artist, which is something that every artist really should be doing on a more regular basis. Mm. Um, I know Shaker and I, for example, have had lots of conversations about uh, about how we make music because we were both stuck in different locations for many months, and uh, you know, it gave us new perspectives on. On, on everything mm. and um, you know coming back from that has been it's been amazing I, I know I speak from a place of great privilege uh, in that uh, not having to worry about where the next meal is coming from or rent or any of that stuff mm. you know because I know there's people it's been really tough on mm. uh, in that way mm. uh, but thankfully we've uh, had the leeway to kind of uh, to kind of uh, reflect and sort of uh, rejuvenate ourselves as musicians so we've come back uh, everything we've been doing since then has more heart and more more beauty to it. The industry has changed. Like you guys have been in the industry for so many years and you've seen it go through completely different phases. How do you feel like it's changed over the years when you look at it? The thing is, um, Shaker and I have had the privilege of being part of um, the major change in the sound of, of uh, Bollywood, for example, in uh, when we started out. Mm. And from then on till about 2010, we kind of defined it. And then what happened is now it's become a little chaotic. Mm. Uh, producers, directors, record labels don't seem to know what they're doing musically yet. Mm. And uh, But that's a regular thing. It's a, it's a state of flux and it will settle. At the end of the day, um, you know, in India and for Indian people worldwide, uh, our films uh, are always remembered after the film by its music. Yes. You know, so you need you need uh, character, you need flavor, you need uh, you need the film to have a vibe mm. that stays with the person watching it forever. Mm, mm. You know, it's not just a score, it's not just um, it's not just a, an accessory. Yeah. It's as much part of the story or the experience as um, as the film itself. Yeah, and I think Jankar Beats is is something that it's a really great example of that because from when that music and that movie was released up until now, we are in mm-hmm. 2021 and that music still resonates with us. We still play it. We still love it. And I think that that's a beauty. Like you said, it shouldn't be an accessory. It should be something that stays with us for many, many years to come. And I think... Yeah, it's whether, whether it's Jankar Beats or Om Shanti Om or, you know, or even, even Sultan. When you, yeah. when you think of the film, you will always think of the music. Music is how India people carry the films home in their hearts that's what I always say yeah definitely when you sing the song you watch the whole film again it's like that you remember the characters you remember all of it and then over time the song takes on a life of its own and sometimes you know like when we for example when our generation listens to the old music from the 60s and 70s we may not even know what film they were from but we know the songs we know every word listen Vishal thank you so much for being part of this 36 hour marathon that I am doing I was very very keen to have you and we got you but But, of course, all the seriousness uh, around it and the reason why you are part of this show. Is there anything that you'd like to say? Yeah, I mean, for whatever it's worth, anyone out there who's, who's, uh, you know, feeling... you know, someone with the condition, the cardiac condition, who may, you know, feel that they're, they're uh, you know, uh, having a really tough time, just need everyone to know that currently the whole world is having a tough time. Everyone's at risk, so everyone knows how you feel. You're not alone. We're all with you. 
and for whatever sort of reach out to the people close to you, you know, uh, and, and, and make sure you're surrounded by a circle of love and trust who at the end of the day, when needed, can be there for you. And, you know, perhaps that can be, uh, you know, something that saves your life. Or, you know, I mean, that's that's what can work for all of us. I have friends who have been uh, young and affected by congenital heart disease. Uh, you know, it's mm. uh, it, not knowing when it's going to strike is mm. a terrible thing. But knowing that you have people to fall back on mm. really comforts them. So I hope that that works for everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. I hope so, yes. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Thanks a lot, Vishal. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi, Sonu. Can you hear me? Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. Good stuff. Good stuff. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. What's happening? Where are you? I just uh, uh, came home. I was out for some work. Lining up uh, surgeries for a few people. I was just finished the day's job. So, back home. Lovely, lovely. So, Sonu, uh, it's been a while since we have spoken to you uh, on this show now. And, you know, this entire pandemic, I mean, you know, you've spread so many smiles during this time. You've become this real-life hero. You've helped thousands and lakhs of people. You've helped people get home in the pandemic. You've helped people get jobs. You've helped students. You know, it's like the list is a little bit endless, but take us through, you know, some of the stuff that you've done and why you decided to do this? Uh, you know, initially when I started uh, uh, helping these migrants go back to their homes, uh, they they were in a panic mode, uh, not um, not sure whether they'll be ca- able to come back to uh, their jobs or uh, they'll be able to do anything in their life. So uh, a lot of panic was there, like everyone in the uh, world was scared, you know, and uh, they were not sure what's written uh, in their fate now. So I used to ask them, when are they going to come back to Mumbai or whichever part uh, of the country they belong to? They said, you know, we are not sure when, when they will come back. And I, I realized that it's going to be a big uh, problem with the jobs. So I started working uh, to get them employment. I started this platform called Pravasi Rosda where I said, you know, I'll connect all the uh, employers and employees and uh, I will get them jobs. So that became very big. And when um, if they had any medical issues, they used to call me that, you know, my mom is sick, you know, I have a brother who needs a uh, brain tumor surgery or knee replacement surgery. So everyone used to call me, so I started helping them medically. Mm-hmm. And when the problem started with their education, mm-hmm. so they started connecting me for education. So I started helping uh, with, the, with the education thing also. So it automatically started growing uh, and uh, multiple folds with every day. Mm-hmm. And now there was a time when they uh, didn't talk about employment, they didn't talk about education, they didn't talk about uh, the jobs. Everything um, uh, was, you know, whether you talk about scholarships, mm-hmm. everything was. Uh, there was one name and they used to call me and I was uh, trying my best to make that happen. How lovely, Sono. I mean, this it's gone down in history, what you have done. And I'm sure you must have faced some some sort of challenges whilst initiating these things and trying to and wanting to help. Because where do you start from? You've, you've helped so much and in all different sorts of sectors, like you said, whether it's unemployment, whether it's education, whether it's health. What sort of challenges did you initially face? at the beginning when you wanted wanted to, to help people because this entire pandemic it was all very new to everybody you know the main challenge was even I was not trained or equipped to provide all these facilities but only I had a zeal to help them I said you know 
no matter what, I give my hundred percent. I try to help all these people. So uh, I was learning every day. I was getting connected to universities, to doctors, to hospitals, uh, to different brands, uh, so that I can get all these people some kind of job security. So I was also learning every day. But the dream kept me going, and in no time. Uh, I was connected with the whole of country, and uh, I was trying to do my best. And by God's grace, um, you know, a lot of things got materialized. You know, the lakhs of people got jobs. As of now, we're talking about almost more than a lakh people who already got them employment. Almost one lakh uh, new jobs are already ready. Almost two thousand two hundred students have got scholarships, wow. and more than seventeen hundred surgeries. Are we talk about cancer surgeries? You know, bone marrow transplants. Uh, kidney uh, transplants, liver <coughs> transplants, brain tumor surgery, lot of surgeries, you name the surgery, you have done close to 1700 surgeries. So yes, uh, I don't know, uh, it's not going to stop for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a beginning, I would say, but like I said, you know, I'm just trying to get it more organized so that it should pass on to the next generations also, even huh. if I'm not able to do after a couple of years. This is really unbelievable. And tell me, what do, your, what do your family and your kids think about it? Like you said, you want to pass this on to the next generation. So uh, what, do, what do both of your sons have to say? I, I learned everything from my mom and dad. My mom used to be students free, of course, all her life. My dad used to serve lunch of a, a shop every week. So that was, uh, those were the lessons that were taught to us that, you know, you have to reach out to people who need you. And today when, when we do so many things at home, mm -hmm. even my kids, they, they see me doing it. They, they also receive so many messages on their social media handles that, you know, please connect us to your dad. And they send me those cases to that so-and-so. They're suffering from such a disease that please help them. So I try to reach out to them. So I, I feel proud that uh, my kids also are trying to uh, bring those smiles, uh, are also trying to change those lives. And that's what, you know, uh, I, I wish that, you know, they also keep on continuing the, the journey that we have started. No, for sure. And I'm sure they definitely will. Now, let's talk about some of your entertainment side of things. And, you know, you had a music video release with Sunanda Sharma, uh, which did really, really well. What other projects are you working on at the moment? Right now, um, I have just completed a movie called Prithviraj, which is a Yashraj movie. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Akshay Kumar, we both are starring that film. Uh -huh. So that we have completed, which is coming in Diwali. Mm -hmm. There's another film with Chirindi, a Telugu movie, which is coming in May. Uh, the film is called Acharya. Mm -hmm. So that uh, film, uh, I'll finish this month. So that will be up for release. Then there are a couple of film productions that I'm planning. Mm -hmm. They shortlisted the script. She have taken a couple of rides from South. So those films will also be in the pipeline. So yeah, these are the uh, uh, projects that are uh, uh, there and uh, hopefully next year we will and this year we'll have at least four to five releases coming up. That is amazing, Sonu. Honestly, you're unstoppable, you are. And Sonu Sood, finally, Sonu, as you are aware, this interview is part of a 36-hour marathon that we are in the middle of doing right now. And I'm so glad to have had you part of it. We're raising awareness for our charity partner, Cry Cardiac Risk in the Young. You know, we're urging that younger generation to make sure that their hearts are kept healthy and happy. Is there a message of support? that you can give for this? I've always been proud of you, Nisha, you know, and now with this show, uh, I think it's going to do another feather in your cap. Just keep rocking all this. And yes, all the listeners, you have to really, really take care of your health, the kind of stress, the kind of uh, uh, society you're living in. You don't have time for anyone and we always ignore our health. And we have seen so many cases, so many young lives uh, because of this cardiac arrest. Just get checked 
properly uh, at regular intervals uh, that your family check, your friends check, and you have to take care of uh, yourself you know, more than anything else. So, yeah, this 36 hour show is definitely uh, a great, great concept of Sardin, and I, I feel blessed to be part of this journey, and uh, just stay blessed, stay healthy, and just Thank you so much, Sonu. And you honestly keep spreading the smiles. And I feel proud that we have a real life hero that is part of this show and that I also know as well. So I likewise and equally feel very, very proud of you, Sonu. Thank you so much. And on behalf of everybody that you have helped, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure. And God bless you. And just keep shining on this. Thanks, Sonu. Take care. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Here we go then with my absolute favourite, declaring it live on radio that Arman Malik is my favourite. How are you, Arman? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. It feels like we have not even caught up in years. I think it's a distant... <laughs> that I met you because normally every time you come to London you're literally in the studio we have you here we make sure we have you here but thoda sa- I make sure I always come yeah <laughs> so it's been weird Arman how has this entire pandemic been for you to be honest 2020 was a great year for me I kind of took a different route I started doing English music and went global with uh, with my career. Can I just stop you there? And can I just say massive congratulations, Arman? That was unbelievable. I mean, that was something really, really to be proud of. Now you may continue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It means it means so much when you know people uh, that matter to you. You know, Anushka, you've always meant a lot to me. Aww. And uh, when someone like you says that, it it feels really awesome because you guys have seen my journey yes um, you know uh, from the beginning from where it took off exactly and, uh, 2020 was a landmark year for me uh, you know even though when everything was going uh, literally in the opposite direction mm. uh, of what we wanted the year to go uh, for me I, I think it uh, it just opened so many opportunities and opened so many doors for me uh, I got to you know put out music that I've always wanted to I, in, in all my interviews with you I've always mentioned I want to do English music yeah. I want to put out pop music yeah. and finally I got to do that in 2020 so 2020 was a great year even though it was a pandemic and mm-hmm. I uh, was sitting at home and promoting my music, but it was it was fun. We we got creative. We got uh, got to learn new new ways and new things uh, just by being at home. Um, twenty twenty one for me has been interesting. The first half, uh, especially, uh-huh. um, I have uh, kind of like dabbled a lot more into south south industry, the regional music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my songs really popped off in the last year, Buta Bomma, uh-huh. uh, uh, which kind of like, uh, which was from the movie Allah Vaikunta Puramlo, Alu Arjun's movie, which the song just became viral and uh, it just put regional music on 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 the map. And yeah, I, I kind kind of like devoted myself to a lot of regional music in the first half of 2021 and then obviously Mehuna Pirasat from Saina has just dropped so yeah it's, it's been a great uh 
time musicians and artists because we've never had this much free time on our hands to make yeah. music and put out music exactly and it's really nice because some of the other musicians that I have been speaking to have said exactly the same thing they've said you know although we were stuck at home we have had so much time to create like new stuff and yeah. and and although like you guys have been creating stuff for many many years but this time like I was speaking to Vishal Dadlani and he was saying like it's just all heart we have put in so much love with everything that we have created in this pandemic he said it's been so surreal and I agree yeah. I agree with him Yeah Arman you know you've mentioned like you've done you know your first international single you've done regional music you're still Bollywood your independent singles as well I mean that's a lot of stuff you've got your hands everywhere your voice is literally everywhere but one thing I want to ask you is when control came out I think it was Times Square billboards Arman that how what I mean I when I looked at that picture I was just like This is Arman Malik in the middle of Times Square, New York. How was that feeling for you? Um, it was unreal because I actually had just taken a flight from New York and come to Mumbai. Oh. Um, I was in LA shooting for Control's music video yeah. in, uh, at the end of Feb uh-huh. and uh, I came back to India uh, second week of march uh-huh. and uh, the song went live on 20th of march and around that time that's when the lockdown and everything was happening yeah and uh, i was like I, i had no idea I, we we just got a mail from spotify saying the whole team is really excited with arman's debut in english music and we believe this is the first time that an indian artist is going to be represented in this way we featuring arman on times square billboard wow and I was like, whoa, I <laughs> cannot believe this is happening. And I was like, I am going to take a flight and go right back to Times Square and take a picture with my billboard. Uh, yeah. But obviously that wasn't possible. But the thing was so unreal because um, here I was taking a very, very bold, brave step. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't think an, an Indian Bollywood artist has ever kind of, uh, you know, embarked on a journey like this uh-huh. uh, even though there are people in, in India who do sing English music but to have taken this giant leap into a global world of in, in global scenario of music which is obviously so overcrowded in the world yeah. uh, but here I was representing my country which meant a lot to me because not a lot of Indian musicians are represented on a global scale correct and that was my dream that was my thing like I'm gonna put India Indian musicians on the map and if by taking one step i can create 100 steps by other artists that's going to mean so much it it was not a very arman malik journey it was the thing that i want to do this for everyone who's been feeling and wanting to do this for the longest time and yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm i'm glad i'm grateful to god and i'm blessed that i was the one who kind of got the opportunity to do that being the youngest and being the first indian on that billboard it just blew my mind i, yeah. I, I don't know what and when i looked at those pictures i was running in my <laughs> Listen, if someone would have captured captured like a behind the scenes uh, I you should have just seen me I was, I was so excited and it felt like it was my debut just like my first song ever how lovely my first song. it just it just felt like I'm I'm starting all over again as an artist mm. and that feeling was just 
amazing. That is so lovely and I can just hear it in your voice, Arman. I can really hear the happiness and you know, you're there, you're the young generation and you're a role model, you're an inspiration for thousands and thousands of people out there and to see somebody like you make your dreams come true, you're a great role model. Honestly, you really really are. Like you said earlier, we've seen your journey from literally day 1 to today. My god, Arman, what a superstar you are. You have done such amazing things over the years. I feel proud. I feel so so proud of you, honestly. I really really do. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me and I feel like in 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 a way uh when I had done my debut concert in in London yeah. uh, at Wembley, yeah. that was kind of the beginning for me as an artist to tell the world that hey, this is Arman and I've arrived. And uh, for me to be able to get the kind of support I got from you and everyone in London and UK for that show kind of boosted my confidence and just gave me so much more motivation to go ahead and do so many things. Oh. So in a way, I would love to credit a lot of the fans and, and listeners and obviously you and stations and everyone who supported me from there. It just it just felt so good. How sweet. So no, thank you, Arman. Now, let's talk about, you know, the, the recent song from Sina that has released. Honestly, it's just stunning. It's such a stunning song, my God. Um, you know, you, Amal, it's a it's a huge film. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how you're feeling with the response of the song. Well, um, it, we're just two days away from the release of the movie and uh, it's it's pretty, we're all on the edge of our seats because this is one of the first movies, uh, one of the few movies to release in the pandemic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, time and uh, just to be able to say that we have a Bollywood release coming out in a year, I think. I know. Uh, for, for a year, it was just silent. There was yeah. no Bollywood movies, no music coming out. And I'm so glad that back to back, Amal and I have been able to put out some really nice music. Mehuna uh, Tere Saath is... Um, is me kind of coming back home. You know, I went and had a lot of amazing, uh, uh, you know, burgers and pizzas all around the world. <laughs> back to my dal roti and hindi. <laughs> so, Love it. Uh, this is me coming back to my roots and the, the, the artist that I'm, I have been known for. You know, people know me as a quintessential romantic singer. Uh-huh. So, uh, it kind of, it kind of gives me the feels that Boldona Zara gave me. So, um, me and Amal have come back together after a long time to give a song like this to our fans and our fans and listeners have just been loving it. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's for me as uh, I, I I rarely say this. I'm not. I don't get too attached to my songs because once I sing a song, I move on to the next project and next song. Yeah. Uh, but this song is very different. I listen to it every day. Oh. And, and I I personally. No, I just I I don't listen to my music because I uh, everyone wants to hear my music when I'm there. Yeah, and I I'm like no 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 please I don't want to hear I've, it's done it's gone it's out yeah. in the world I don't want to <laughs> listen to it. But Mehuna Teresad is very different. I I wake up and listen to it. I go to sleep. Wow, I, like I listen to it and go to sleep. So it's it's. 
I don't know. I think there's some magic in in the tune. Uh, Kunal Verma has written some beautiful lyrics. Um, uh, the project itself is so exciting. I think me and Amal have had a, a lucky factor when it comes to sports biopics. Yeah, um, MS Dhoni. You do. Oh my God, that is so <laughs> true, Arman. But having said yeah. that, you guys, I think you're quite magical, both of you together. Anyway, um, I, I think I, I think you guys, when you do come together, even I feel it's very special. Um, and and that yeah. really, really, uh, it comes through with the music. Uh, so I think it's it's lovely. I mean, Mehuna Teresat is just stunning. It is really, really stunning. It really is. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, Arman, tell us what is happening next. I know you know this song is just released, and I know you you guys. The thing is, Saina is releasing in India, but obviously we uh, we're still in lockdown here, so we don't have a we won't yeah. get a chance to uh, watch it. But um, after this, what what's happening for you? Like, what are you working on? Um, well, I haven't really told anyone about this next song that's coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm gonna tell it to you. Yay! Koi 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 na is a movie. I don't know if you, if you yeah have yeah yeah the Kunal Kapoor one, na? Come out of it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, the Koi Janina title song has been done by me and Amal, and we've collaborated uh, with uh, Kumar Paji, who is who writes. Amazingly, and he's written some of the biggest hits for uh, both me and Amal. So, Koi Janina title track, uh, me, Amal, and Tulsi have sung the song together. Amazing. So that's going to be dropping very soon. Uh, that's very, very different from Mehuna Teesat and the other songs that I've sung. It's it's very cool. It's it's got a little bit of rock, uh, Indian pop vibes. So it's, amazing, I'm, I'm really amazing! Wow, I'm so yeah. excited to hear that. And Arman, finally, before I let you go. Um, I'm going to leave it to you. You, you, whatever songs you want to sing. If you want to do a mashup, you're more than welcome to do that. Or if you want to do just a couple of songs, uh, a few lines, it's over to you. Whatever you want to do. I would love to sing Mehuna Teri Saad for Go all for it. the listeners out there. <laughs> teri hai khushi ko arjo ko main apna samajhta hu tu muskurae dilne hi chahiye darne ki hai nahi ab koi just beautiful just just beautiful that is arman so glad to have you as part of this 36 hour radio marathon thank you for being part of it and just a small message from you would be lovely um well i just want to tell all the listeners all the fans out there uh, stay safe be healthy 
um i hope you guys are doing well and spending time with your family because we've understood in the pandemic that there's nothing more important than your loved ones and your family um so keep them very close to you and yeah keep spreading love keep listening to my music <laughs> as always and uh i can't wait to see you guys soon and hopefully for a show or a concert i can't wait to be back in london yay we term on we really look forward to having you here hopefully really really soon thank you so much uh for speaking to us and um keep up the good work thank you anush speak soon bye listen to our bollywood queen anushka aurora from 12 noon to 4 pm weekdays on sunrise This is Anila Dami on Sunday. We're now going to speak to Nusrat Ghani, Conservative MP for Wilden and lead Business Energy and Industrial Strategy Committee member for the Force Labour in UK Value Chains Inquiry. Good morning, MP Ghani. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. And we spoke to you back in November about these human rights abuses and you explained to our listeners what had been happening there and obviously now these sanctions have been placed on you. What do you make of them? How do you feel about this? Um Anila, it's a, a strange place to be. As you said, um the UK government along with many European governments sanctioned a number of Chinese officials. So these were people sort of the equivalent of parliamentarians or the equivalent of um sort of people in charge of um the region of Xinjiang and are very close to what's happening in Xinjiang and, mm-hmm. and sanctions were placed on them for mass human rights abuses because we know that there are over a million people in these prison camps and the Chinese communist party has retaliated by putting sanctions on myself and my colleagues for raising human rights abuses so this is how absurd this is and i think the chinese communist party's intention was to intimidate mps and to stop us talking about the abuse of the weaker but it's done the exact opposite um because everybody wants to know why we have been sanctioned and it means they are more interested in what's happening in xinjiang and the reason why the weaker situation is, is so difficult for people to understand is because the scale of it mm. it's really hard and you think for your audience to accept that over a million people can be in prison camps that women are forced into being sterilized and i think a lot of your audience will find the mo- one of the most brutal things that's happening in um Xinjiang is that hundreds of thousands of weaker children are removed from their weaker parents and put into re-education centers because the chinese communist party wants to break that relationship with their parents and does not want them to have any knowledge of their heritage their faith their language it it's a barbaric exercise but the fact that i'm talking to you about it today tells you that the sanctions haven't worked um and i mm-hmm. think there is a massive the cultural misunderstanding by the chinese communist party that they thought they could get mps to be quiet then they've got it very wrong and of course you know you haven't been silenced but these sanctions are there what happens next because obviously you're talking here about the lives of real people and you're speaking up and you're speaking on the program today you've been doing interviews uh, on this and what happens now with the Uyghur Muslims how with these sanctions placed uh, on UK MPs how does that dialogue then continue to ensure that actually these real people who uh, are you know facing these human rights abuses are being helped there's a couple of things there first of all is that you know 
a number of us have been campaigning on this issue for a while, and I'm so grateful for you letting me to come on the show and talk about the report I did on UK business supply chain, mm -hmm. because the reason it matters to us in the UK is that when they're in these prison camps, they are forced into labour and those products end up on our shelves, and I wanted transparency on that. But the, the, the sanctions have done a couple of other things. They have actually brought Parliament together because an attack on an MP or uh, intimidating an MP is intimidating all MPs and therefore intimidating Parliament. So there's now greater awareness of what China is up to. There is now greater awareness amongst my colleagues what is happening in Xinjiang. And there's a desire now to try and see what more we can do. The fact that sanctioned MPs in the UK and MPs around the world means that we MPs can use all the powers we have in our own national government um, but do it in, in a collaborative way so we can put greater pressure internationally against China to say, look, if you've got nothing to hide, let us in, let the United Nations in. It also means we can put more pressure on the United Nations, which is failing here. The United Nations has never in its history investigated an ongoing um, genocide, so has not been able to prevent one. And the United Nations is being denied access to China, and it has to use every other power that it can to investigate what's happening. If it can't, then it has to declare a genocide because the evidence that we have at the moment reaches every mark of genocide. We already have a country like America which has declared a genocide. And I think we need to work closer with countries like America and say, look, how can we be, um, how can we work collaboratively to put pressure? How can we ensure that people are allowed in? How can we ensure businesses aren't complicit in slave labor? And also China has a huge amount of power. The reason why they are putting sanctions on MPs in Western democracies is that we aren't under any duress. We, we will talk about what we think matters to us. And maybe your audience will be thinking, where's the rest of the world? But many parts of the world have such huge investment in from China that they're too afraid to speak up. And I think we in the West have to now collaborate and work out how we can be an alternative place to get investment. I want to touch on this because on Monday evening the government narrowly voted down a trade bill amendment that would have prevented the UK government from striking trade deals with countries implicated in genocide. How far can you really go when it comes to trade and stopping or blocking trade with places like China because of issues yeah. like Uyghur human rights? Mm -hmm. So on, on, on Monday, you're absolutely right. It was a trade bill, and the amendment, the genocide amendment, was actually tabled in my name. So it was the Ghani Amendment. And what we were saying was that you cannot have a preferential trade deal. We already trade with China, we trade with lots of countries, but you can't offer a preferential trade deal with a country that may be involved in genocide. Well, you're right, the, the genocide amendment, which was then tabled as the Ghani Amendment, didn't win, but the government had a compromise, and the compromise is solid. But it wasn't as powerful as it could be for the Uyghur people. But because the Chinese Communist Party have put sanctions on us, it's actually done us a huge favour for the Uyghur movement. It now means that the Uyghur people are spotlighted and almost definitely we have the opportunity to be putting their case forward. Mm. But you're right, Neela, we can't do this just with us in the UK. We need to form partnerships around the world. Countries like America are very forceful on this. Countries like Canada, Australia... European countries, and you know, in a way, there seems to be there's sort of there's a battle taking place, and we either let China have its way with its values and its financial influence, or we're going to have to exert the authority that we have based on our values, and we're going to have to make sure that work is done with our global partners. 
And uh, I want to touch on your um, recent inquiry held by the BEIS, which yeah. you led, and the committee has now published a report on Uyghur forced labour in Xinjiang and UK value chains. One of the key recommendations was strengthening the 2015 Modern Slavery Act. Can you outline what you think a strengthened act should look like? Okay, so the Modern Slavery Act is a piece of legislation that says companies, British companies, have to go through the supply chain as much as they can and just basically show evidence that they're not using forced labour or slave labour. So um, British companies are doing their best to do that. But when it comes to Xinjiang, where the Uyghurs are, you can't even get in to do the most basic level of investigation. So there's a complete blind spot. So the report, which is done, is a cross-party report which took evidence from a number of institutions and businesses. We are saying companies then cannot confidently say our supply chains are clean and at the same time be in Xinjiang because you have no sight, you have no visibility what's happening. So we, you have to be on a blacklist. And if you are able to show there's no slave labour in your supply chain, then of course you're on the whitelist and then you can confidently say there's no slave labour in your supply chain. But there must be slave labour in your supply chain if you're in Xinjiang um, because there are prison camps there. And if there isn't, then you have to be able to prove that there isn't. So that is the crucial thing that the report has said. And if there's a moment, if I can just explain to you, mm. there are lots of British firms trying to do the right thing. H&M comes to mind. It's a stellar firm. And for quite some time, it was trying to ensure that its, it's cotton wasn't coming from Xinjiang because they are forcing Uyghurs into picking the cotton without any pay whatsoever. So H&M did the right thing. They moved their cotton out of Xinjiang to other places in China. And mm. China now has gone down hard on them. They're, China is paying... You cannot have, you cannot have shops to sell to Chinese customers in China unless you go back to Xinjiang and use forced labor. This is, this is the way that the Chinese Communist Party is working. Mm. They are basically saying you work to our rules and our rules are you have to use slave labor. And at the same time saying we don't have slave labor, but you can't come into Xinjiang and check. So we have to now work with the fantastic companies doing the right thing. And we have to try and reassert our values back on the international, back into the international community because it's, it's ridiculous that the rest of the world has to abide by one set of rules and China can set its own standards which are so low compared to ours because I don't think anybody that's listening to your show will would want to go out and deliberately buy and think bought from slave labour and we need to make sure the British customers know what they're buying. And the only way we can do that is by having transparency and China won't allow any transparency when it comes to Xinjiang. So uh, just one quick question then. What next? Because you've obviously, as you've said, the sanctions are helping you put a spotlight on the situation and helping raise awareness. What are you planning to do next? So, um, look, I I reject the sanctions. Whatever it means to me, it's nothing compared to what's happening to the Uyghur. We will continue to campaign in Parliament, making sure that we talk about the Uyghur even more than before. We will do everything that we can to put pressure on the United Nations. We will put pressure on our government to say, you know, the United Nations isn't working, so we need to have our own investigation and declaration into genocide. I think we should be reevaluating investment from China, because if China can threaten MPs over raising human rights abuses, we need to be wary of what they might do next. And then we need to work collaboratively with our partners. We've got the G7 this year and COP6, two big events in the UK when President Biden is coming over. And we need to sit down and work with President Biden and say, how do we set up an alternative base, alternative to China, 
mm-hmm. and work out how we can assert our Western democratic values and make sure that we're not stuck into whatever China is trying to do. MP Garney, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Tune in every Sunday, 10am to 12 noon, for Anila Dani on Sunday, giving the British Asian community a voice on the matters of the day. It is time to get flirty at 8.30. I have an incredible single person ready to go. And they are joining me right now. But before we get them on the phone, you need to know this. Calling all singles. Are you ready to get flirty at 8.30? Message the studio now and let the love doctor of Sunrise help you find love. We have Banna from Wembley. Hello, Banna. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well indeed, I have to say. And it's a pleasure to be speaking to you on this wonderful uh, Sunday. Uh, how's your day been so far? And happy Holi, of course. Oh, yes. Happy Holi. It's been good. I think this um, summertime changing has really messed me up today. <laughs> I think you, me and everyone both, every, all of us, I think we're all uh, are probably a bit dazed right now as well. I think it's my puppy likes to wake up at the crack of dawn as well. And so he oh. still did it this morning. Despite the <laughs> clock change, he still decided, uh, you know, like clockwork at 6.30, I'll wake everyone up in the morning. So, yes, that's, <laughs> how, that's how he goes. But listen, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, we want to get to know you. We want you to get flirty at 8.30. So we want to know everything there is to know about you. Actually, not everything. We're going to ask you a few simple questions. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. Listen, keep these short and sweet. Now, we just want to yeah. get to know you a little bit. And if anyone out there likes the sound of you, and then I'm hoping I can make love happen here on Sunrise. You know, I want to make love. I want to be responsible for the first Sunrise wedding and even be the celebrant for your wedding. I even want to be the efficient for your wedding and say, you know, do you take the banner to be your lawfully wedded wife, etc.? <laughs> so I want to make that happen for you. How does that sound? Um, hmm. Let's just let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. <laughs> That's what it is. I think there's going to be plenty of gentlemen out there who are going to love the sound of you. So first things first, though. But now, would you like to tell everyone your age? You don't have to, but if you don't want to, then I'd love to know what kind of age range of man are you looking for in your life? Um, no, I'll give you my age. I'm 43 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm probably looking for somebody. 43 plus 43 plus I like the sound of that okay yeah. cool no worries I fall into that category but I'm married so I can't remember you're that. married yeah I know exactly <laughs> <laughs> alright no listen okay so I'm going to ask you th- uh, three or four very simple questions about mm-hmm. you uh, so the persons the people out there the gentlemen out there could get to know you a little bit more and then if they like okay. the sound of you they can get in touch with me and then maybe I can connect you two and you two can have a date so that's the a plan date? have you seen lockdown uh, I, well you know hey listen lockdown eases tomorrow you can meet six people outside so you know it's okay you can do that <laughs> I'll have six men outside, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you five dates, right? So there's six of you out on a date okay. together. All right, so first things first, I want you to tell me about the kind of person who would make your ideal soulmate. Like, tell me some of their qualities, what you oh, what you oh, find oh. wonderful in a human being. Oh, do you know what? Um, honest. Honest, yeah. Be kind. Yeah, be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, it's quite hard, isn't it? It's like I, I would like someone who's honest, you know, with and our the relationship is like a friendship. Yes, so you, you talk about everything. Like if you've got issues, you talk about it, and you support them. If they're doing something, you support them. If they're feeling down, you support them. They're always there for you, and you know, like they help out fifty-fifty, helping out, doing everything together, having fun, giggles. 
having mean, one of those days that you just want a pajama day. You mean like piar dosti hai? That that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of that. That sounds lovely. I think you're not asking for too much there at all. No, just, no. Just I'm friend. quite loud though. Yeah. A friend who's a lover as well. You know your partner in crime. I love that. That's so yeah. sweet. Okay, so I want you to tell us, everyone out here, and myself, one fun, quirky thing about you. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, I'm very loud. <laughs> in very what, what context? Loud. To cl- clarify. Decibel loud. Like, really loud. You can hear me quite a mile away. Like, loud. <laughs> I don't, um, you don't seem loud to me. In fact, you've no. got kind of like a good voice for radio. I've got a funny... Yeah, my wake up this morning with a sore throat, so I don't know if it's um, the time change or I had a gin last night. <laughs> that makes sense. But you've got, that, but you've got that sexy husky voice going on. It's kind of cool, actually. I like it. Amit, you're married. I'm, I am married. I'm not flirting with you. I'm just saying it's probably guys out there who are thinking the same thing as me. <laughs> Don't be shy. We're getting flirty at 8.30. Don't be shy. It's all good. But okay, now I'm going to go to the next question as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So listen, okay, you land a first date after doing flirty at 8.30 with someone and you decide you want to cook for this individual. What would you cook yeah. them on a first date? Oh, uh, I think it depends on, you know, what cuisine that we both like, really. Um I mean, pasta's nice, but pasta can be messy, especially if you're wearing something white. Yes, definitely. Oh, my God, the amount of times Uh, I've done that, especially spaghetti. Don't do spaghetti on a first date. Yeah. So, um, I make lasagna. I like lasagna. That's a good Um, choice. Oh, I can proper Gujarati food. Rotli dar pad. DBSR, yeah? Dar pad shak rotli. And then, yeah. Yeah. You know, it depends. I I think it depends on what that person's feeling. And, you know, if they do drink, then, you you know, you can't really dar pad rotli sak with a wine it just doesn't work gotcha so, fair, yeah. fair enough all right I tell you what one last quick question for you as well uh what would be your perfect pizza toppings oh i do you know what i actually like margarita with onions and garlic Ooh. i'm so simple but this is but it's got to be so well done like perfectly crispy but meltily oozily cheese <laughs> So not too fussy, are you really? To be honest, no, no, no. You know, I'm, you know, it's really easy. Margarita with, you know, and the onions have to be sliced nicely, not those chunky ones. Gotcha. I know exactly what you mean. And do you, do you like caramelized onions? I'm a big fan of caramelized onions. Are you not a fan of that? No, 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 no. That that kind of ruins pizza toast because they're quite sweet after it's caramelized. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, cool. Ladies and gentlemen out there, or should I say gentlemen, not ladies, a gentleman out there, this is Banaf. She's from Wembley and she's looking for a guy around the age of 43. And if you like the sound of Banaf, get in touch with me right now. Drop me a WhatsApp and maybe I can hook you two up. And uh, you've heard her. She's just got flirty at 8.30 with this really sexy music in the background. And I hope you've enjoyed as well. Banaf, did you enjoy revealing your soul to the world? I did. It was nice. It was good. It's like cathartic, isn't it? I feel like an adult at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's so cool well listen it's been a pleasure having you on ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the love lounge with the love doctor me amit soda it's time for the couples game how well do you know your partner and we have uh the amazing birich and sito on the phone how are you guys doing hi hey how's it going really good how are you guys yeah really good thank you really good lovely jubbly lovely jubbly now you've got you've got two lovely boys haven't you are they on easter now 
Yeah, they are. They oh. are. So I apologise, guys, but you know we are a real household, so you may have little 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 voices in the background, <laughs> little terrors and barking going on. Yeah, exactly. And barking, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're, they're they're on Easter break now. Okay. We just managed to get them back to school, and literally two weeks later, they're back on holiday. Again, I was so. thinking that as well. I was thinking these poor kids—they've just gone back and just got into the swing of things, and then they get out a holiday. It's a hard life, right? Hard knock life for kids. God. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun, though. It's good fun. Well, I tell you what, let's introduce you guys first. So this is, like I said, Birij and Sito. Tell everyone how long you guys have been married. Um, where, like, how long ago did you meet as well? How long you have been married? And oh, wow. um, how well you think you're going to do today? So I think we met about 16 years ago. Uh, we met through um, mutual family friends, as we do. Um, and we've been married 14 years or just over 14 years yeah, it'll be 15 this year won't it yeah um, yeah and in terms of how do well, I, I think I will know Viraj better than I think he knows me well <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll find out yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Sort of, I'm feeling the pressure now after, <laughs> after you said last uh, the last couple only got one out of five so uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely feeling the pressure uh, is the beads of sweat like starting to develop yeah, gradually uh, glistening <laughs> eyebrows and all yeah, sorts I don't, <laughs> I don't want the marriage to end after 15 years <laughs> uh, so, a quick, quick quick question for Sito, right? If he gets like one out of five, what 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 are you going to make him do? What like what punishment are you going to give him? Oh God! Um, well, no. What punishment will be? I won't. I refuse to cut his hair. So, if anyone knows Virad, knows that not cutting his hair is probably the worst <laughs> thing I could do to him. Yeah, it's been a saviour during this lockdown. But uh, it's uh, actually it's funny, like. Um, every time she does cut my hair, I, I always do think like, what, like, what revenge may she, may she get on me? <laughs> well, that that no, could she's be done a good job so far, I have to say. Oh, bless! Well, that's quite that's lovely of you to do that. Well, Sidal, though, um, we're going to find out right how well Birish knows you today. We could always do it in reverse next week, but who knows, right? Let's do it this way first. So, what I'm going to do is ask Birish to leave the room so he can't hear you. Okay. And um, when you're ready, Sidal, tell me when he's out of the room and he definitely can't hear you. Okay, I'm on. All right. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Fantastic. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. So, uh, Sito, we're going to get to know about you. I'm going to ask you very five very simple questions. Uh, just be as honest as you can. And let's yep. see how well Birj knows you. First question is, um, what is your favourite naughty go-to snack? Ooh. Oh, Maryland chocolate chip cookies. Oh, that's a good one. That's I think that's one yeah. definitely a lot of people could relate to as well. I have to say that is pretty cool. So Maryland chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to write this down. Okay, cool. Right. Okay. Question number two. Who would you say or what would you say is your favorite song or music artist? Ooh. Um, I have to say all time favorite, I think for me from a young age is Beyonce. Oh, good one. I like that. Okay, I think my wife would happen to agree with you there as well. Yep. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. Question number three. Um, tell me one thing that's on your bucket list. So it could be like a, a destination to visit or something that you want to do, like, you know, bungee jump or something. What What is one thing that's on your bucket list, like at the top of your bucket list? Um, I think one of the things I really like to do, I think, would be to do a skydive. Ooh, nice. I like that. So you're not afraid of heights at all then, I gather? No. I love it. All right, question number four. Now, what's the best holiday destination that you have both been on? Ah, uh, okay. Mm, I'm going to say Maldives. Uh, was that a honeymoon? 
No, it wasn't actually. Oh, uh, our honeymoon okay. was Hawaii. Uh, that oh. was awesome as well. Um, but the reason I didn't do Hawaii, you might pick that one up quite quickly. So I'm being a bit strategic. But Maldives was also amazing. <laughs> all right, cool. You're trying to trick him now. That's not, that's not fair. You can't try and trick him. No, that's all right. Okay, we'll, we'll put it down and we'll see what he says. Right, I tell you what, I'm going to put... I'm going to put Hawaii as well. And I think if he does say that, he should really get um, half a point. What do you think? Okay, fair enough. All right, okay. cool. Fair enough. Uh, last but not least, uh, your favourite film? Oh, God, that's a hard one. Gee, that's a really hard one. What's my favourite film? Oh, I, I'm going to go old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and one because it brings back a lot of memories um, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Which, what, which film is that? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yes, of course. I love it. I love it. Okay. Go yeah, old school 80s. Yeah. Can't, can't, go, can't go wrong with a good old 80s movie. Oh, God, yeah. That's showing my age as well, isn't it? No, no, no. Come on. I love that <laughs> film. That's For me, that's iconic because I've seen it like a hundred times. I absolutely love it, right? Yeah. It's a reminder, right? You know, if you don't stop and look around, you could miss life, right? I mean, that's like exactly. the iconic line. Okay, cool. Simple. See, that wasn't too bad. Was It, it was easy for you anyway. No. Let's see Let's see how yeah. easy it is for Burridge now. Go on, get him back in. Come on, right, get him okay. back in. Here we go. Let's, let's do this. All right, are you, are you guys feeling the sexy music in the background, by the way? Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, bit of jazz, bit of jazz. All right, okay, cool. Dude, could you hear anything that Sithal was no, saying? No, 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 I went downstairs. All right, nice. All right, perfect. All right, so I asked Sithal five questions, and I'm going to okay. ask you the same five. You're going to try and guess what Sithal answered, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. So I asked Sithal for question number one. What is her favourite naughty go-to snack? A naughty go-to snack? Oh, I would say at the moment it's probably biscuits. Any particular type at all? Um, Maryland cookies. Uh, Okay, cool. No worries, right? Uh, Question number two. We will obviously tell you the answers at the end. Question number two. Okay. Um, I asked Sithal what her favourite song or music artist is now oh, i'll give you a clue it was she went for artist so who do you think she said is probably her favorite music artist her favorite music artist oh my gosh <laughs> um i'm gonna go with something like michael jackson all right cool nice good choice Good choice. All right, question number three. Uh, I asked her to mention one thing that was on her bucket list as close to the top as possible. What do you think is one thing that she would like to do that's on the top of her bucket list? Oh, okay. I don't don't think it'll be like a destination or something. We we like to do a lot of travelling anyway, so I reckon it's going to be something she's all, she always comments when she sees um like people's posts and stuff like doing things like bungee jumps and stuff like that so i reckon it would be something to do with jumping so uh i'm gonna say a, i'm gonna say a bungee jump oh, okay cool no worries right I, I would love to do that at some point in the future as well let's see what she said though uh question number four the best holiday destination that you both have been on oh okay so i'm gonna say I'm going to say our honeymoon, Hawaii. 
So you think Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because um, we we went to we went to different islands, but that was it was just amazing, and we talk about it loads and wanting to go back at some point. So I'm going to say Hawaii. Nice. Rekindle those memories, eh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, last but not least, um, I asked her. Now this is a difficult one, but um, uh, what was her favourite film? And it could be Hollywood or Bollywood or anything, but in this case, we will say that it's a Hollywood film. Uh, so what do you think she said as her favourite film of all time? Okay, it's definitely not going to be Bollywood because I know she doesn't like Bollywood films. <laughs> hey, um, you're on a Bollywood station right now. Don't yeah. <laughs> you're going to get lynched, <laughs> lynched, bro. <laughs> um, so, but she did. I think she, she loves the old school stuff. Um, so I'm going to say it's probably going to be like a comedy related. Oh, so she was talking about coming to America recently. So it could be that, but I think she she likes watching. Um, that Ferris, Ferris, Ferris Bugle. Is it Ferris Bugle? I don't even know. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yeah? Is that, that what you mean? Yeah, the, the Day Off one. That's the one. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool. No I'm worries. That one. All that right. Or Coming to America. I don't know. It's one of those two. Okay, cool. No worries. Right. Okay. Let me just do the complex math here. This is quite difficult for me to work out. How many you scored? Hold on. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but I have to say, right, um, just, just, uh, you were so close on some of them now, I have to say, right? So, okay. your final score, drum roll, Go on. was, I'm going to long this out as long as I can. <laughs> your final score was two and a half out of five. Oh. That was about, but but saying that though, actually, on some of them you were really kind of like clo- like you're on the right track, I think. So, all right, let's go through them. So, first one, basically, favorite naughty snack. You had it spot on, Maryland cookie. She said the same thing, absolutely yeah. correct on that one. Yeah, Fav- because literally, that's the only biscuit she buys when she does uh, um, shopping. <laughs> Made that it's one. Like, I- no. I'm like, where's the other variety of biscuits? It only buys these one biscuit. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did an online shopping, so please yeah. But from me, it's one packet literally lasts one day in our house. <laughs> because I'm just so quickly. Oh, trust me, we know that feeling. It's all good. It's all good. Right, okay. Uh, cool. qu- question number two, favourite song or music artist. Now, she's, you said MJ, but it, she, yeah. she went with Beyonce. So, you know, like oh, two very big yeah. icons there. And I thought, you know what, it's it's quite hard to get specific, but you, I think you're kind of on the right track there. So. Yeah, thinking about it now, I should have got that one. When we went to Beyonce concert, oh. I know that was a big thing for her. So, uh, yeah, I should have got that one, to be fair. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, cool. Question one, three, uh, Question number three. You were very close. It was something to do with jumping, right? So, I'm going to give you... I, I think Sid, I think we should give him an extra half point for this yeah. one as well. So, let's say it was three out of five, because she said skydive. But you did oh, say okay. it was something to do with jumping. So, you did say bungee jump. So, yeah. uh, so you weren't far off. So, I reckon we, okay. should, we should bump you up to three out of five, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I think so. That's, that's, I think, not, that's not too far off. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, so, question four. This is where we also gave you half a point. Because we were talking okay. about this, and we said about the best holiday destination. So she yeah. also mentioned Hawaii, but her favourite was Maldives. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we always talked, I mean, that was an amazing holiday as well, but we always talked about wanting to go back to Hawaii at some point. So I thought she <sighs> might have... She might have picked Hawaii on that basis. Ah, nice, nice. You you both fancy pants, aren't you? Going to Maldives, <laughs> Hawaii. Oh, it's a tough life for some people. No. <laughs> and l- last but not least, you got absolutely spot on. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is what she said. Ah, uh, yeah. I think I think that deserves a round of applause because you know these uh, are yeah, good stuff. sometimes. Good stuff. Just- 
They so are three, yeah, not two and a half. Yeah, three. We'll give you three yeah, out of good. five there. Two halves that, there. That so. makes me feel a little bit better now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the question is, Sito, are you happy with that? The fact your husband scored three out of five after sixteen years. <laughs> Yeah, he did pretty well. He did that. He hasn't stayed on track for most of them. He, wasn't, he didn't say anything far fetched like take that or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you're way too lenient, Sito. I think he should have scored at least four point five out of five. Four, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I was aiming for four. I'm, disapp- I'm disappointed I didn't get the Beyonce to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is it is quite a tricky one sometimes because uh, they're, n- they're non-specific questions. So, but you know what? I have to say, you both did absolutely fantastic. Oh, so, big round, of applause, big round of applause. Big round of applause to you guys because you were just phenomenal so th- I just want to say thank you guys for taking part it's always a, it's a bit of fun right you were nervous at first but you're like probably like it was quite enjoyable at the end right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. thanks for having us on Appreciate no it was fun so anyone else out there to any couples out there who want to take part you can always get in touch with me and this is how it goes it's that simple it's not that hard uh, so if you want to do it next time just get in touch and let me know but once again Sithal Biraj thank you so much big love to you guys and your little boys you. and your little doggy as well it's been a pleasure Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned to Sunrise Radio, the UK's biggest Asian mix. I'm, of course, the love doctor, Amit Soda. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every Sunday for that chill out zone.